everybody. This is Dr. Sam Byrne, and I'd like to welcome you to another edition of 2020 iTalk. This is a podcast that offers you, the listener, cutting-edge information on holistic eye care and wellness. So I'm glad to be back. It's uh, a great day, and uh, it's been a wonderful day, actually. You know, we're just uh, over the, the holiday weekend, and it was nice to have a couple days off and got to spend some time with some friends and family. And uh, as we gear into the fall season, uh, already feeling autumn in the air. And it's uh, one of my favorite times of year, especially when the aspens start changing to their bright yellow colors here in the desert southwest. You know, it's interesting, a lot of people who, uh, who haven't been out to uh, Santa Fe they think that you know the whole locale of Santa Fe and the surrounding area is just desert. And actually, when you get up into the mountains, uh, you have streams, you have deciduous trees, uh, there's a lot of green, and it's really amazing what elevation will do. Uh, so so I'm, I'm here today, and I'm, I want to uh, talk about a subject uh, that's uh, really running rampant at least in, in my world, and that's the complaint of dry eye syndrome. So I want to start with this, is that a, a couple weeks ago, uh, I attended Steve Jobs' Santa Fe Opera debut of his, uh, it's called Our Evolution, which talks about and, and describes Steve's life and how he was able to manifest Apple. And there was a part of the, the opera where... Uh, People were talking about the iPhone and how that's basically just taken over, you know, our, our daily life. And, you know, the thing about digital devices is that in some ways it's really been amazing in terms of com the communication link. But I think what it's done to our sensory systems and especially our eyes, well, there's a lot of problems out there. And... I get so many questions about, you know, how long should I be on my digital device? And, you know, my digital device is causing me a lot of eye problems, eye strain, blurred vision, and what do I do about it? And I just read a recent online poll that almost 48% of all Americans age 18 and over have experienced some dry eye symptoms. And that so many people... Uh, more and more developing um, this really scratchy, gritty eye complaint just after 10 or 15 minutes of using their digital device. And it seems to be growing. Um, there was a study that somebody sent me, and the title of the study was called Smartphone Use Linked to Dry Eye Syndrome in School Children. And when I got that, I was like, wow. So basically, the gist of the study is that these were children that were using um, smartphones. And this was, this was a study that was done in Korea. And they evaluated risk factors for dry eye disease among school, school age children. And the, this include, included iPads and smartphones. So they evaluated 288 children and classified them as either having dry eyes or having um, lower than normal moistness on their cornea. And I can tell you in going into many of the schools 
Uh, nowadays, kids are on their iPad pretty much all day. And so it's definitely a growing problem, something that I don't even think that the, you know, the innovators who invented the uh, smartphones really uh, took a look at. But um, there are a lot of folks out there that are suffering dry eye syndrome. So in terms of some of the risk factors, let, let's look at those and then we'll get into uh, you know, some of the things that you can do to at least neutralize or in some cases even reverse dry eye syndrome. So you know, if you've got conditions like diabetes or high blood pressure, rheumatoid arthritis, thyroid disease, asthma, lupus, you know, any kind of autoimmune disease, you're going to have more susceptibility to dry eyes. And I would also probably put into that group um, menopause, uh, women with uh, menopause, because of the hormonal changes, this actually can cause a lowered tear production in the eye. I would say some other causative factors, obviously smoking is going to dry your eyes more. Drinking uh, more than two or three cups of coffee a day, so the caffeine tends to dry us out. Uh, wearing contact lenses, being in air conditioner, uh, air conditioning or heated places where there's low humidity. I've even found things like uh, vitamin D deficiency and certain mineral deficiencies, which I'll go into, um, have caused dry eye syndrome. I've had many patients over the years who've come to me with uh, complaints of dry eye and certain pharmaceuticals can actually contribute to our eyes feeling gritty and having sandy, sandy feelings in our eyes, like sand in our eyes. I would just go down the list, antibiotics, antidepressants, antihistamines, appetite suppressants, birth control pills, blood pressure medication, diuretics. And then we get into the uh, over-the-counter vasoconstrictors. These are the eye drops that actually so-called get the red out. And that's an interesting dynamic because when you use those drops, they actually do get the red out temporarily. But then the blood vessels have what we call a rebound effect, where the redness actually comes back and it's so agitated that it actually creates more and more redness. So on a, on a short term, uh, you can use them, but on a long term, I don't recommend using those get the red out eye drops. Now, there's some other uh, factors that you want to consider, and I would say first and foremost, any inflammatory response that you have in the body uh, is going to probably affect your eyes. You know, I've seen this time and time again that uh, when we have inflammation in the body and our adrenals are working over time, we set up a, a situation where our internal climate, our internal body setup is more acidic and, you know, we're producing cortisol as a way to combat the stress and eventually our adrenals start to burn out. And there's a real strong correlation between inflammation, stress, and toxicity, and how it affects our eye circulation. And in terms of the cornea, the cornea is the, the clear dome-shaped outer part of the eye. I call it the clear window. And 
The cornea does many things. First of all, it does protect uh, the rest of the eye from, you know, germs and dust and other harmful matter. I would also say the cornea is the first place where um, it bends or ref refracts the light as it enters the back of the eye. So it's, you know, part of whether our eyes are going to be blurry or clear and whether we need a prescription. I also think the cornea serves to filter or screen out some of the ultraviolet light, uh, the wavelengths from the sunlight. But because the cornea is made up of very tightly arranged uh, nerve endings, um, if there isn't enough moisture that covers the cornea, every time we blink, those nerve endings become irritated, and this starts us down the road of, you know, those symptoms of the stinging, burning eye, the sandy grittiness you feel, episodes of where you actually are producing excess tears as a way to kind of neutralize the dryness. People will complain even as the dry eye becomes chronic, a redness, a pain in the eyes, blurred vision, heavy eyelids, inability to cry when emotionally stressed, not able to wear contact lenses, decreased tolerance of reading or working on the computer. And this is where we get into the, the digital world where we're being asked to focus hours and hours a day at a screen that's blinking at us and we have to go to the speed of the screen, you know, and the, of the email and all the information flow, that what begins to happen is we stop blinking. And as we stop blinking, uh, this is going to create another instability in our tear production. And it starts us down that road of, of um, dry eye syndrome. So the idea here is that what do we do about this, this condition? Well, I would say that number one, first of all, um, it's really important that on your systemic health, that you're taking care of your adrenals and your endocrine system, because there's a part of the nervous system called the sympathetic nervous system, which is our active state, our fight, flight, free state. That's the state we get into when we get under stress, we have to produce. But if we're on this constant sympathetic nervous system overload, what begins to happen is many of our mucous membranes dry out in our body and the eyes are one of those places that dry out due to stress. And I also think, uh, number two, that um, if you know we're in an environment where we're staring at that computer screen all day, we want to make sure functionally that the prescription we're using is optimal in terms of relaxing our eyes. There's actually a prescription that I prescribe called a stress-relieving lens. And it's based on our focusing response at 20 inches or 22 inches. And it's a lens that you wear that actually relaxes your eyes and opens up your peripheral vision. And it's a very different prescription that's calculated uh, when we compare it to the distance acuity where you're at 20 feet and you're reading a chart of letters. If you're using that distance prescription for the computer, it's probably too strong for you and it's going to make your eyes work harder. Of course, if your eyes work harder, they're going to dry out faster. The other thing to note is if you wear reading glasses, a lot of times those glasses are too strong because they're designated for 14 inches.
And if you use them beyond the 14 inch distance range, your eyes are going to work just as hard uh, as those distance glasses. And so it's the wrong prescription for you. So you want to ask your doctor for a prescription that's that intermediate distance for the computer. Maybe you measure it uh, so that you know the distance. And then he or she can calculate a computer prescription for you. Also, I highly don't recommend the multifocal progressive lenses for computer use because the only part of the lens that's usable is a very tiny window in the middle of the lens. And there's a saying that I use is the bigger the window you look through, the more relaxed your eyes are, the better the peripheral vision, the better the depth perception. And when you're using a progressive multifocal lens, you're not using the whole lens. You're using maybe 1% of the lens. And you're, you're asking your eyes to focus through a tiny hole uh, to, to read the computer screen hours and hours. That in itself could be a big, uh, a big change in terms of you know, what you're doing. I also would definitely improve your dietary absorption. You know, any inflammatory response in the gut uh, is going to affect the eyes. I've seen this over and over again. Again, the eyes originate from brain tissue, so the eyes are an extension of the brain. And I think that, um, you know, when the gut gets inflamed, the brain gets inflamed, the eyes get inflamed. And dry eye is one of the, the uh, manifestations of the inflammatory response that uh, you can experience. I also think that, um, you know, you want to make sure you're getting the proper nutrients into your body. Of course, these nutrients are not only good for the body, they're great for the eyes. And I'm talking about vitamin A, vitamin C, vitamin D, vitamin E, B6, magnesium, and then the oils. You want to make sure you're getting enough fats and oils into your body. A lot of times, um, if I can adjust a person's diet by giving them more fats and oils, the omega-3, omega-6, omega-9, um, into their diet, and then supplement that with maybe some good nutrients, some good probiotics, those particular things can reduce the dry eye syndrome. And then in terms of eye drops, not all eye drops are created equal. And in fact, most of the eye drops in the pharmacy, although they might help you initially, my recommendation would be to find a, an eye drop, something like a homeopathic eye drop um, or a... Um, we call an MSM drop. MSM is a, is a material that actually reduces inflammation in the eye and it also helps the eyes uh, lubricate and become moist uh, without the, the, the negative side effects of some of the more mainstream eye drops. There are times that I've actually recommended people get a vitamin A ointment and you can use that before bed. So you're topically putting vitamin A and you get a special eye ointment that you can get that from a compound pharmacy that's so soothing for the cornea and that can actually really help a person move out of uh, the dry eye syndrome. So the key is oxygenating, hydrating, uh, wearing the, the proper eyeglass prescription, make sure you get the blue blocking lenses to block the, the damaging blue light from the digital devices. Uh, the other thing is you want to drink at least four to six, maybe eight glasses of water a day because working at the digital computer, digital device actually dries you out. Be aware of your own environment in terms of the dryness. Um, 
and to know that there are systemic, uh, metabolic, and topical eye things that you can use, that you can take, uh, that can actually support uh, moisturizing your eyes, oxygenating, and hydrating. So if you want more information, uh, you can visit my website, uh, drsamburn.com, and I talk about many different nutrients that not only help the cornea, but help the vitreous, the retina, the optic nerve. Uh, it's just a world of information. Check out some of my other podcasts. And um, that's our show for today. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, we'll see ya. You're listening to a podcast with Dr. Sam Byrne. To learn more about his seminars and workshops, visit his website, www.drsambyrne.com. The Byrne Method is a trademarked signature of Dr. Sam Byrne for his workshops, seminars, books, and DVDs. The information presented in this podcast is in no way intended as a substitute for receiving professional medical care. The design and purpose for this podcast is to provide information for educational purposes only. Dr. Byrne and his guests have no liability or responsibility to any person or entity for loss, damage, injury caused, or allegedly caused through the information, exercises, suggestions, explorations, or written responses presented in this podcast. Dr. Byrne is not a medical authority and his guests are not qualified to diagnose or treat any disease or health problem. This podcast is not a substitute for medical care. Dr. Byrne's information is only his personal opinion. If you have any health problem, please seek medical care for whatever condition you may have.